The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The big news this week in the league, we got some tea now. We got some things happening. We got some butts that are hot. And the butts that are hot... Finally, now get the boot. Uh, Nate McMillan, fired in Atlanta. So I have a history with Nate. Uh, He coached the Blazers for a really long time. I had to watch those ugly offenses for I don't even know how many years. It was too many. Uh, They walked the ball up the court. Like you had to walk it to half court. That was his mandate. Uh, And that was just what they did. Had one of the slowest paces in the NBA. But what happened to Atlanta? Let's talk about that because that's what's important. And it's not, in my opinion, Nate's fault. In fact, I think he has adapted much better to the new NBA than I thought he would ever would. Yeah, the problem is he got stuck with Trey Young. That's, that's what it is. He got stuck in Atlanta. He had a really incredible run based around some luck and some help and some skill. And they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, which they never were ever going to do again. And then they hired him. They hired an interim head coach that maybe was going to work with Trey Young, maybe not. And we talked about this before. Atlanta fired one of the most respected NBA executives in the league in Travis Slank, and they brought in the owner's 20-year-old son. As a little, as my mom would say, a little nepotiz at work. And so what she thought? What you thought, they weren't going to fire Nate McMillan? Come on now. This firing is no shock. But what I did think was surprising uh, is that they have been trying to push Nate McMillan out the door, encouraging him to resign on his own for weeks now. And Nate was like, nah, dog, you're going to have to put me under the guillotine and show the world that you axed me yourself. I am not about to do you the pleasure where it's like a mutual parting of ways. I am exposing the dysfunction in this franchise. Go ahead, fire me after you just fired Lloyd Pierce two years ago. Do it again. Show the rest of the world what's going on. Show the Quinn Snyders of the world what kind of organization you are. And you kind of get a sense of what happened from John Collins because John Collins said, uh, yeah, Nate would have been a good coach, a great coach for a, quote, 
more mature teen. And so people want to read that as older. And I don't, I don't think that means older. I think that means more mature. You know, like how there's uh, old souls and young souls. Like I believe Trey Young is a young soul. I think he's going to be 35 doing this bullshit. I think we can pretty definitively say now that Trey Young is a coach killer. He could be considered a certified coach killer. He has a shiv in his back pocket at all times. And you know what? He's killed more coaches at this stage in the NBA than Hall of Fame coach killers have so far. He is now working on his third head coach interim and then a new one. And he's going to be a coach killer from now until the end of his career unless, unless something drastic happens. I don't know. So look at his track record. He's now had two coaches fired in three years, both that he had personal conflict with, right? His team has gotten progressively worse since the surprise run to the Eastern Conference Finals. He had beef with Nate this year, and everybody knew that. Anonymous sources within the Hawks claim that the majority of players actually sided with Nate in their season-long dispute. And so you usually don't see players side with management over a teammate. So... Now, what does that mean? That means that uh, Trey Young is unpopular with coaches and unpopular with teammates. Not, not a great combo. So the question is, who is the new regime that 27-year-old Nick Ressler and his best friend Landry Fields are tasked with trying to keep this shit from sinking? And, and who are these people? Let's look at the crop of candidates. We've got some that we need to discuss. Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder, they are working on having discussions as we speak. And Quinn Snyder, as you know, former coach of the Utah Jazz. And so at first glance, this might seem like a perfect fit. Trey Young is his new Donovan Mitchell. Capella and John Collins can play like Rudy Gobert, except for less lobs in Utah, obviously, because... <laughs> Donovan Mitchell wasn't giving any to Rudy Gobert, but remember Mike Conley was. That team was first in the West. That team had a historically good offense. I think they were the number one overall offense in the league. They had shooters surrounding uh, their guards. But let's be clear. Number one, that Utah team was not a success. That team's style does not benefit in the modern NBA. Uh, this is a wing-driven league, not a guard-driven league anymore, and this is not going to work in one of the most dysfunctional places in the NBA, which is Atlanta. I do not think that Quinn Snyder will want to build a team around Trey Young and his bullshit, and I do not think he will build a team that cohesively works with Trey Young. Not because he's a bad coach. He's not. He's a good coach. Not because he can't make the roster work and the skill sets on the team work, but this guy, Quinn Snyder, rumored, and you may say, oh, this is not important. This is not an important fact. I think it is. Quinn Snyder is rumored to be the type of, of coach that has seating charts on his bus, has a very strict style of leadership, close to what Lloyd Pierce and Nate McMillan had. Do you believe that Trey Young will like someone who has seating charts on the bus? I do not think he will respond well to that. This has rebuild written all over it. And if Quinn Snyder is smart, he will stay all the way away. Moving on to Charles Lee. Charles Lee, well-respected Bucks assistant. 
He's going to get a job soon. This could be it. This might be it. He's known as a player's coach. He's worked really well with superstars, which is very important on this Atlanta Hawks team. He's an ego manager. Giannis, Drew, Chris Middleton. So he knows how to do that. And let's be real. Like, this is probably the best fit for a very thankless job. He's going to be fired in two years at best. He's going to be on the payroll at the same time as Nate and Lloyd are and probably whoever follows him as a successor. So why not, Charles Lee? Why not? He's got to start somewhere. Uh, Next up is Jordy Fernandez. Jordy Fernandez shows you how far the Kings have come. Assistant for the Sacramento Kings. Finally getting some love. I don't think I've seen a team try to poach an assistant off the Kings in my lifetime. So that just shows you how good. Nobody's like, hey, how do I get a little of that juice that the Sacramento Kings have? How do I steal a little piece of what the Kings are doing? Now, that is the case. That is just another sign the Kings are on the rise. Other franchises trying to take a little bit of your pixie dust and try to reconfigure that magic on their team. He is a really great coach. All that you need to know about him is that when he filled in for Mike Brown, the entire team rallied around him. They celebrated him like it was game seven of the finals. They, were, they had champagne. They had goggles. They were spraying them like it was the Gatorade. I mean, the whole thing screams respect. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Speaking of respect, next up on this list of candidates is Kenny Atkinson. We know him from his uh, brief time as the Nets head coach before Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving killed him, Uh, currently a Warriors assistant. He took the job for the Charlotte Hornets for like, I think 11 minutes, maybe 12. He woke up out of a panic and said, oh, no, baby, I can't take this job. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I got to go. I'm going back to the Bay. My my mom, my family, whoever he said was there. Oh, it's a business family decision, and we love Santa Cruz, whatever. He is too smart to hitch his wagon to being on the verge of a glue factory. Kenny Atkinson knows what it's like to be on a team where you could be cut and discarded at any given time. Do you think he wants to do that? No. I would be shocked if Kenny Atkinson even agrees to interview for this dick-ass job. This situation could be worse than the Hornets job. At least the Hornets job you know is a rebuild. They think they're better than a rebuild. That's the crazy thing. I think there are a lot of other jobs that Kenny Atkinson would be suited for. Mitch Johnson, Miles Simon, just a couple of randoms that you got to throw in there. Johnson uh, is one of Popovich's assistants in San Antonio, and I think it's like mandated anytime you have a new opening, you just have to interview a San Antonio Spurs assistant because I don't know why. I just That's just how it goes. And then Miles Simons, uh, who coaches the South Bay Lakers of the G League, I'm not even sure why his name is bringing up. Like the regular Lakers, I don't even think you would want to interview 
uh, for the job in terms of those coaches. So I don't think he has any shot. And then we've got a dark horse, people. Ime Yudoka. Come on down. Come on down. Ime Yudoka. Dark horse. I would love nothing more than Ime Yudoka to get this job. There's not even any joke in that. I think he would be the best person for this job. I think he is the only coach who could fix this team defensively. I think it would be phenomenal. He would destroy Trey Young in the media. He would tell you everything that was going on. Like, can you imagine when Trey Young didn't show up to the game, what Ime Udoka would have said about him to the media? And Trey Young would be like, ah, oh, it's my personal business. I keep my private business to myself. No, no, baby. Not with Ime Udoka. He knows what it's like to have his business out on the street. And this is all about the game right now. He would see two practices of Trey Young not playing defense, doing his bullshit, not getting John Collins involved, just icing out teammates. And you know what? He would say it. Trey Young needs to pass the ball more. He needs to play some defense. His demeanor is perfect. For a young team. He won't get the job because politics, I guess. But it would be highly entertaining if he did. And also from the Hawks perspective, and maybe they're not even thinking about this because I don't think they're particularly smart. What do I know? Do we really trust Yime Udoka to just be in a city like Atlanta all the time? Where there's like more strip clubs per capita than anywhere else? It's like, it's popping in Atlanta. Opportunities for mischief are high the big question though is who does Trey Young prefer I guess that's the only question worth asking at this point because Atlanta seems committed to keep Trey Young happy for god knows why reasons you will never guess though who Trey Young wants just guess just guess it's really funny if you had to guess the most funny place the most funny coach that Trey Young would be clamoring for in the most subtweet 13 year old boy kind of way who would it be? Think about it. Think about it. Coach who has no idea what he's doing. Think about that. A coach who gives no accountability to his players. A coach that does not run practices at all. A coach that wants you to throw up 30 footers with 10 seconds into a shot clock. Max. No, not D'Antoni. I know that's where you were going. How about D'Antoni's Next iteration, his next little robot, Steve Nash, people. No joke. No joke. Trey Young on the wake of, how did he even get this jersey, by the way? In the wake of Nate McMillan's firing, he posts a photo to his fucking Instagram with the Steve Nash jersey on. An old school Phoenix Suns Steve Nash jersey and... I don't even know what to say. First of all, the fact that he had that waiting to take that photo like an angsty girl right outside of Claire's is crazy. It's crazy. But it's also funny. I think there's no more perfect combination than those two. It's kind of like, I don't know. He's on strike right now, Trey Young, for personal reasons, not coming to practices or games. But, like, he's perfect. He's perfect. Trey Young needs this kind of coach or wants this kind of coach. Steve Nash is the substitute teacher of coaches. That's, that's what he is. He's like shows up and he's like, so I'm reading this roll call. Is, is John Collins here? Anybody seen John Collins? Does John Collins still go to this school? Yeah, we don't know either. We don't know either. What about uh, Cl- Clint? 
Client Capilla. It's Client Capilla here. That's that's Steve Nash right before practice. He doesn't know who's who, where anybody's at. Remember when all that Harden shit was going down? He's like, I haven't even talked to James Harden. <laughs> Remember while the Kyrie thing went down? He's like, I haven't even spoke to Kyrie. People are like, do you not have their number? Or do they not call you back? Do they not answer? What is your deal, Steve Nash? And now you got a 27-year-old signing checks down in Atlanta. I honestly see this happening. I think it happens. I think it happens. If it does, better believe I'm getting Hawks season tickets. I might move to Atlanta. I might be a new Atlanta Hawks beat reporter. I need it. I need it. Those two together. Peas and carrots. 